Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find The Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us, 720-6NERDS5. Oh, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2015 and beyond. I am Ryan, and I'm back. You probably noticed right away because the show has way more energy. Um, I've been listening to the show since I've had my baby, you and um, I have to say thank you guys so much. Um, you gave me an opportunity to hang out with my family, and you kept the show going really strong. Um, Zach Eastman is not here because I fucking murdered him. So um, <laughs> this is in memory of Zach Eastman. Thank you, Zach. He was so can young. A, can we have a moment of silence? Um, and if you're wondering how I murdered him, you can pick up Real Nerds Pod Show Season 1 on our website. Just uh, tweet us or send us an email, and we'll send you a copy. And episode 2, two has the death of Zach Eastman and four. how he died. Episode 4, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, four. I couldn't remember. One, um, but yeah, I forgot our own show. <laughs> uh, no, I know I, I'm serious. I really want to thank you guys for keeping it going while I was gone. This is episode 172. Yeah, three, um, 73. 72 oh, yeah. went up today. 72 went up today. So this is episode 173. Wow, three and a half years, guys, of doing this, and um, 28 more, and we hit the big uh, 200. I know it's getting, and we're getting close to our year-end spectacular. Every year, we yep. pick our 10 favorite movies called Film Explosion. Um, stay tuned for that. Make sure you send in your favorite movies. Uh, also, uh, here's a little surprise uh, for you guys on this episode. Um, Brad, I want you to play the trailer for the movie that you spent so many months working on. It's called Jean-Claude Van Damme's Damn Van. Oh, he- snap. Here's a trailer for that movie. In the most corrupt city in America, Mayor Thomas Knob is king. I own this city! But he's about to get Van Damme. Porter's not a problem. We have a new one. Oh, my gosh. From the producers of Thunderbolt. Get the damn van! Jean-Claude Van Damme's damn van. I'm getting the full bitches. Great work, buddy. Hey, thanks. Yeah. That, that sounds really cool. It does. I can't wait to see the video. Part. I really wanted to put it out there because, you know, um, you've been post- putting up all these hero posters and you had sweet t-shirts designed. And uh, yeah. why don't you tell the listeners when that's going to debut and you're going to have a huge screening for it, right? Uh, yeah. The biggest premiere of your life. Um, the biggest movie event of any history. Yeah. Of <laughs> what? Of film. My brain's so fried. Uh, 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 digital, guys. <laughs> the biggest premiere of any movie ever is going to happen at filmed the Buck Theater. Filmed in Denver, Colorado. Fi- filmed, in, <laughs> filmed anywhere. 
any film that's ever been made um, is the biggest premiere ever, and yeah. it's going to be at the Bug Theater mm-hmm. um, on Navajo Street. Uh, I don't actually know the exact digits, but the Bug Theater, you can look it up. It's pretty easy. So is this open to anybody or just people you invited? Everyone can come. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, 7 p.m. Uh, Monday, November 10th. I know. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And also, too, don't you have, you're having a soundtrack made for it? I heard the first track. That's right. We've got a few uh, local musicians. They're making a uh, soundtrack of music inspired by the movie. So uh, what made you go, like, all balls deep into making this movie? Oh, like, no. I mean, you're you're pretty, I mean, ballsy. this is the most expensive movie you've made. Personally, correct? Because of viewers like you. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, just the enthusiasm of my crew. Oh, nice. Um, you know, we started out with this little, hey, let's just, you know, do this silly little quick video and we'll be done with it. And then people got attached to it and they're like, yes, this could be more than you think it is. And you just keep going and see what happens next. Like, let's try this. Let's see what, like, what mm-hmm. else we can do. Where can this go? And then eight months later, you're making a 20 to 30 minute action comedy. That's awesome. Um, with big special effects and... Uh, and I mean, we can. Me and James are so close to you. We know how hard you've been working on it. So um, I'm so yeah. tired. I know. I, I, I hope. I hope it uh, really works out well for you. And how's it coming along? How deep are you in production right? Uh, Post production, I should say. I'm still editing the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to get a rough cut together. Hopefully this weekend, so Robert can score it, put a uh, you know sound soundtrack to it, and then. Um, this guy Mike uh, Henderson is going to do Foley for it, and he's already done a scene or two. Very cool. Um, I mean, yeah. and too, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, everybody's doing this out of the kindness of their heart, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's. Uh, so it's a big shout out, and I mean, you've you've done it a lot online, but you know, a big shout out to everybody who's helped Brad with this because yeah, thanks guys. All the little things I've seen, and you know, the one little scene you showed me, it looked pretty good. So, um, yeah. I, I only wish the best for you, Brad. Yeah, please come out. So. It's going to be a pretty big special thing. Um, you know, we're going to have like. Food that's relevant to the movie. Uh, we're going to play the soundtrack there. There's going to be a party afterwards. We're going to show all the um, promotional videos ahead of the movie. Um, we're going to have a little skit going on. It's going to be pretty cool. cool. Um, we're cool. going to have merchandise there. You can go home with some posters, maybe some T-shirts, five extras. Uh, the CD will be available there. That's awesome. Um, Are you was, planning on releasing this on Blu-ray too? I was hoping to have the Blu-ray at the premiere, but um, <laughs> come on, sir, that's 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 ambitious. It was ambitious, yeah, <laughs> and it it was in the works, but then I realized I think we'll, we'll film the premiere. I think we want to have the premiere on the disc That'd for sweet. the crew to enjoy. Oh, yeah, as part of sure. the disc later. So yeah, that'll um, be cool. We'll just release it later. It'll give us something else to promote later too. Heck yeah, and you know you always got a home to promote shit on Real Nerds Podcast. Oh, I'm gonna promote the shit out of it. I hope so. And I, like I said, I want uh, you know people to know how talented you are, and it's really cool to. Thanks. See how hard you've been working. So, um, congrats, sir. Yeah. How can uh, how can people get shirts or anything else before the actual premiere? Is there a way yet? Um, I don't think they that will be an option until the premiere. Okay, cool. Um, but we'll cool. see. So uh, I'll, just, I'll just wear one of my shitty shirts to the premiere and then buy a shirt. Well, wear the shirt at the premiere. <laughs> if you're lucky enough to be, <laughs> I'll f- change in the lobby. Wait, wait. We we know him. We can just ask him for one before, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I just asked if there was a way to get a shirt beforehand, and he said no. Well, we can it get it a couple days option. before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was uh, your statement. I thought you were speaking for the listeners, but you I've, personally, <laughs> you you're in the same room with me. Both. Um, I should get them on Wednesday. So between Wednesday and the premiere, you could. Find some time to cool. grab one. Very cool. cool. What's your size? Uh, I don't know. Big. 
Now we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Big and beardless. We're sold out. So, uh, yeah, congrats, Brad. Continue, the, continue yeah. the hard work. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, way to go, yeah. And before we get in the show, James doesn't have a beard, and it's creeping everybody the fuck out. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> if, you even Jonathan Tiersten looked at him today and says, dude, you don't even have a beard. That's weird. Yeah. He's like, what are you, yeah. dwarf fucking? I know. He accused <laughs> me of some pretty weird shit. Uh, I don't know. It was weird. How does d*** feel about it? Um, fuck you. Whoa. <laughs> no, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Cut it um, out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she no, cried. that happened. Uh, no, uh, shut the fuck up. Um, I want to know what love is. I hate you guys. I hate um, you guys so you fucking much. Sh- the show. The show is back. Yeah. See, see how much more energy does the show have now? I hate both. If you're I'm wa- out. I'm if out. You, if you're wondering what, what we do... Um, because we spent so much time. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, we spent so many times oh. finger banging each other. Um, uh. Every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, uh, I actually specifically picked this date to come back. Uh, it just happened to align very well. Uh, the Robert Downey Jr. new movie, The Judge, was in theaters and we went and saw that. Um, and we also talk about movie news, box office stats, what's coming out on Blu-ray. And all that kind of jazz. We're a movie-centric podcast. But what we're going to do first is fan mail. Fan mail! If you guys are wondering, like, oh, we don't have fan mail. Fuck you, Ryan. Um, I have reached the, uh, I think, as a nerd, something that's really cool is I had my tweet favorited by Kevin Smith. And, um, oh, you know, that's, cool. that's one of those things where you break through. You're like, oh, my God, it's... It, it happened to 62 million people um, <laughs> who follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and uh, my, my tweet was just uh, the first night out with my wife after the baby, and we went to see Tusk, and that's why I married her. And he favored it, so it's kind of cool. I'm like, oh, cool. someone I really respect favorited my tweet. Someone I was like, somebody watched it. Sweet. It, yeah. I got I got wished a happy birthday by uh, Jeffrey Reddick, um, yeah. writer of Final Destination, which was pretty awesome. I was yeah, like, holy shit, why is this guy... He's paying attention. I know. Well, it's weird, too, is, um, you know, when you walk up to Jonathan Tiersten of Sleepaway Camp fame, and you're like, hey, Jonathan. He's like, hey, Ryan, how's it going? You look great. How's your baby? And it's one of those things where, like, wow, a celebrity talks to me and knows me. And, um, <laughs> yeah. This this podcast has afforded us many opportunities. Another thing this podcast has afforded us is we have a great relationship with Denver Comic Con. And this week, we got the first announcement from Denver Comic Con. So there's a couple announcements really fast, guys. Freaking Denver Comic Con is actually over Memorial Day weekend, and it right. And it's a four day. Yeah, four so days Monday on. is included now. Yeah, uh, you can buy tickets starting very soon. They're thinking October seventeenth. Cool. Um, but they have um, Nichelle Nichols there. Ooh, who is that, guys? Uhura. Thank you. Know. The original. Soundtrack. I was making sure that uh, we uh, got that together. Cleared up. Cleared yeah. up. Thank you. Yeah. Lindsay like Wagner it. is going to be there. She is uh, the bionic woman. Yeah. So we have two ladies that have been announced for Denver Comic-Con. And remember, Don- Denver Comic-Con supports Pop Culture Classroom. is a charitable organization that educates through alternative approaches to literacy, learning, and character development, which basically means they go around and they give comic books to children in classrooms so they yeah. can learn how to read. And... Uh, What's really cool is I know a lot of people learned how to read through comic books. Um, I was listening to Jim Lee on Fat Man on Batman, and he was from Korea, and he didn't know how to read. And he learned to read by reading comic books. First, he would read 
uh, look at the art and then he would start putting the words together. Hmm. So that's why pop culture classroom is important for children. And when you buy your ticket to Denver Comic-Con, that's what it's supporting. So make sure you get those tickets as soon as they go on sale because you know what? Denver Comic-Con sold out really fast last year. Yeah. And Michelle Nichols is just the ty- uh, the tip of the iceberg. So, um, yeah, get on board with Denver Comic-Con. It's in like six months, seven yeah. months. It's crazy. Cool. It's going to be cool. Who do you want to go this year? Who do you, who would, who's like on the list that you would really love for that oh, show? Oh, man. That's a, you know, that's a great question, James. Thank you for asking it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I my, my dream person would be Sal Basuma, who's the, who's the, artist on spectacular spider-man for over a hundred issues he's my favorite spider-man artist yeah but he's like 74 i don't know how many cons mm. he goes to actually yeah. so i mean if he was there i would run over and say please draw me a green goblin yeah um even though i have an amazing green goblin from george's jaunty i would still ask for a green goblin from that man yeah um yeah i don't know i that's a good question um andrew from colorado coins arms of comics i want him to be there right uh, I, I went and saw him the other day, and he pulls aside Spider-Man comics for me, so it's really cool that come in. Um, is our DVD still there? It is. So you uh, can you can purchase our Blu-ray DVD combo, Colorado Coins Cards and Comics, for fourteen ninety nine. Dude, that's a freaking steal. Has an hour of bloopers. What other thing has an hour of bloopers? You know when you get you know those TV sets and bloopers included, yeah. and it's like five minutes of them going fuck. It's like an hour of us going fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Yeah. Mm. It's a it's a better blooper reel than the blooper reel on the Captain America Winter Soldier. I know you Blu-ray. talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. I think you're really disappointed in it, huh? Yeah, uh, the movie. No, the movie's awesome. No, the no, Blu-ray's no. I mean the Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah, I got the uh, Target one because I heard it had uh, a make the making of Captain America documentary. Yeah, and I got it and I opened it up. You have to fucking download the making of it. That's so, fucking stupid. I know it's stupid. Oh man, makes me mad. Makes me angry. Going back a bit, um, you came back for this week specifically, obviously, for Robert Downey Jr., but mm-hmm. you're also a Ben Affleck fan. Where were you last week? Uh, yeah. Um, Couldn't time did that you, one? Did you, hear, did you hear that in the background? <laughs> My baby. Um, it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, I, my wife is amazing, and it's hard to just, like, leave her behind. And Did you get a new iPhone? I did. Fucking A, dude. I finally upgraded. <laughs> wow. I just noticed that's in there. That was really like squirrel moment there. It's like hidden against it is. my black bag, and you notice that. That's pretty impressive. Well, you know. Um, my baby's hungry, it sounds like. Sounds like Aww. it. It's a new dynamic for it the is, show. It is. He's so adorable. <laughs> he is, huh? Oh. Um, so, yeah. Make sure you get Denver Comic Con tickets is where we're oh, going. Yeah. And who do you want to see this year, James? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, of course, always you've got like your Joss Whedon that would be great to, <laughs> to have there. But like on on maybe secretly on my list, I'd have like a um, I, I've always wanted them to get uh, Brian Dante DiMartino, who's the guy who uh, he's one of the creators of Avatar, mm-hmm. um, who I just think is that a, seems obtainable for them. Oh, totally. Well, and not just that, but I think he's very uh, appropriate for what they do. Yeah, um, because he he is creating media specifically for kids and is doing it in a way that is very intelligent. Yeah, is, we're, you know, tell, I mean, guess, he's telling advanced stories to children. I guess Denver um, Comic Con's a good place to go for canceled TV shows that are on the internet you only. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man, the trailer for season four is so fucking good. Don't you guys uh, miss my zingers? It's been yeah. six weeks where I, you have someone so witty I, snapping I back do. at you. I kind of do. Yeah. We had some good people, though. Yeah. yeah oh, no. Was, some great you know, I, I really enjoyed Steve. I thought Zach did a great job bringing people on the show, so... Yeah. 
Um, the show missed me, but it wasn't bad, guys. It wasn't bad. Finally. Because <laughs> all the other times it's been you and me, he's been like, it's the worst show ever. But we fin- we, right. we did it. Yeah. We impressed we him. We pulled it off. Mm, yeah. Im- impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, who do you want to see at Denver Comic Con? Uh, I don't know. Um, I've seen Kevin Eastman before. It'd be nice for him to come to Denver. Yeah. Um, you you get him to come like hang out with you at the bar. Oh, and... God. That, that wouldn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That'd be sweet. I, yeah, I'd be like, dude, you told me that Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles was awesome. You fucking lied to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so bad at just talking to people, especially people who um, you admire. Admire, yeah. I just be like, I just lock up. Yeah, ah, uh, you could do it. It'd be a waste of his time. Do it, man. Like, uh, so uh, it'd be like a Chris Farley interview, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have faith that you could do it. All right, well, yep. makes one of us. Yeah. Now it's gonna happen. Yep, it's good, dude. Happen. If he shows up, I'm going to ask him on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah, please do, dude. This guy's a list of stuff to ask, and then I'll just quietly <laughs> <Yeah>. leave. <laughs> no, I make you. I'll make you interview him. Yeah, and so. then you did the the Turtle Power documentary, so I now I even know more stuff that I, like. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. It would be disingenuous to ask him questions. Well, I guess you I, were cut out of the Turtle Power documentary, so maybe we shouldn't uh, put you up there. <laughs> yeah. First question: Why wasn't I in it? <laughs> I gave you gold, and you yeah. guys just spit in my face. You drew a turtle on my shoulder, and you didn't put it in the video. <laughs> that you didn't get tattooed. Well, now I know ink rubs off overnight, so. You know what, the, the thing that uh, pissed me off the most about um, Mile High Comics is when they had the first appearance of the Green Goblin in a, an, in a lot with a Ninja Turtle sketch. And Chuck was talking about how cool it was that he got a Ninja Turtle sketch from them and that it's like one of a kind. I was like, motherfucker, I know that's a lie because Brad walked up to him with comics like, can we sign this? And he was cool enough to put a Ninja Turtle in every single one. <laughs> so all you have to do is ask for an autograph and Eastman fucking draws a Ninja Turtle for you. Yeah, he'll, he put it on everything I gave him. Like yeah. inside comic books, inside this uh, autobiography he did. Wow. Like he just draws a turtle face at least on everything. And that's, that's what's cool. cool about him. He was so nice yeah. and he drew it. And so when he told that story, I'm like, dude, <laughs> liar. <laughs> Yeah. I would give him that shirt, like, lying. Uh, James is wearing the Lion Cat shirt from Saga. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, that's what that is. I like the shirt. Yes. My mom said it was ugly because the cat is ugly. It is ugly. Cat. Yeah, and I realized, up, yeah. Like a more Egyptian grumpy cat. Yeah, it's like a Siamese, <laughs> Siamese cat. Uh, only with, like, a weird fish scale thing on its back. I don't know. It's awesome. James, were you able to get um, the internet? No, I wasn't. So we're okay. gonna we're gonna wing the show this week. All right. No, I can use my iPhone five, my new iPhone five, to look things up. Wow. Oh, good. It so is fast. I, I, well, let's do, I can um, tell you the box office numbers because I know them, and then you can look up what's coming. That out. might be hard because I was looking at it earlier, and box office I know, redirected I, me to IMDb. I, I don't need it. Oh no! Yeah, he's saying he already knows. Yeah. So just look up Amazon for me. This is the box office stats. All right, the number one movie, guys, you went and saw is Gone Girl with $37.8 million. Did you see it yet? I haven't. I haven't had an opportunity to. I really want to. Um, well, then we can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle was number two with $37.5 million. It's like one of the closest box office races in recent memory. Yeah. Um, big difference. An Annabelle cost $6 million to make. Gone Girl cost sixty. Yeah. <laughs> So but still, they'll oh no, I'm, um, that'll make its money back. It's just uh, that uh, Jason Bloom, who makes the Paranormal Activity movies and Annabelle and The Conjuring, he knows how to market those kind of movies. 
So yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and always, thank you, Box Office Mojo, even though your site is down, for <laughs> supplying us with the box office stats. Uh, yeah, the, all, all, if all of the internet is down, I don't know that that counts. Uh, no, if you go to Box Office Mojo right now, it says Box Office Mojo is down. Oh, shoot. I wonder what's going on. But that's okay, because this is the Blu-rays that are coming out next week. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Guys. It's another big week. Um... It's actually a really good time of the year. Uh, for, I know, I noticed. I have shit coming like every day. Yeah. Well, um, every Tuesday. X-Men Days of Future Past is coming out this week. Uh, I'm on which, the fence on that one. Yeah. Only because I read that they're having like a longer cut of it. Mm. Yeah. But is a longer gonna cut going to have those special features? I yeah, mean, or, or am I going to have another Star Trek problem? I still haven't bought that compendium yet. I can't find it. I, I've been I wanting to get it into used a store. At, uh, what? I've seen it everywhere. Really? Because every like Best, Best Buy, Buy I come into, no, it's I've, used I've, at I've like yesterday. dug through looking for it. But I, that was I that was right Tuesday. after it came around. Came around. <laughs> well, me, yeah, I haven't looked in the last week or so, so I'll have to. It's used at Tradesmart yesterday. Oh, damn. Used. Mm-hmm. I assume lightly. It's only been over, out for yeah, like three weeks. Really soon. Uh, there is also um, oh, and Future Past. There's a version where you get like a uh, a Magneto helmet, which looks kind of badass. That'd be sweet if I was a huge Magneto fan. Yeah, there is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 40th Anniversary Black Maria edition. Um, mm. I don't know what that is, but it's shaped like a truck. Is there a, like a chicken truck or something like that in um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That's the truck that the it's like an family orange, drives an a orange family, truck. Oh, okay. Because their names. Anyway, remember that's horrible. So you can get it in in that. Um, all right, but here's the fucking real reason. Fargo season one comes out on Blu-ray this week. Fuck yeah! Which, if you did not get a chance to watch Fargo the no. first season, oh my god, is it awesome? I wait for you to get those TV shows that I don't watch on Blu-ray, and then I borrow them. From oh, me. oh, you will get. Where's well, my Hannibal season two? You'll get. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I never forgot. It never arrived. I must have actually missed that one and not had it pre-ordered. It like two weeks ago. Yeah. I must not have actually pre-ordered it, so I'll have to go back and get that Because I was too. at uh, Target a couple yeah. days ago. I'm like, oh, there's Hannibal Season 2. Jay, oh, okay, I gotta get, get James, from James. Get <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I ain't paying for this shit. Uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, which came and went pretty quick. Uh, Penny Dreadful Season 1, which is that, that, like, what, vampire thing show? No, it's like, mo- I don't know, I kind of want to see it. I don't yeah. Know, but it it's seems- like a monster show with... Ava Green, and I heard she's naked in it, so I'll probably get it. She's in it, so she's naked in it. Yeah, um, she looks great naked. Have you seen Sin City, The Dame to Kill for? Have I seen, yeah, like, yeah. half of the movies from this year? I've seen her naked so much. Really? I've only seen her naked in two movies. What other movies is she naked in? I don't know. I just feel like all the movies. So? You yeah. actually say that like it's a bad movie? <laughs> you don't like naked Ava Green? Get the fuck out of this house. Mortal Kombat Legacy 2 comes oh, out on Blu-ray. Did you ever get a chance to watch that? Uh, I didn't watch it. I don't like watching YouTube videos like, right. for extended periods of time. I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I really like the first one, and so I pre-ordered that one, and I'll watch it when it gets here. Yeah. Um, there is, I think this is that same, yeah, this is that same one we talked about a while ago, but the Steven Spielberg Director's Collection comes out this week, which is, you know, it's one of those opportunities where you know, they, they're putting out a number of Spielberg movies on Blu-ray that haven't been on Blu-ray yet, but they unfortunately... The ones that are in this pack that we haven't had before are uh, 1941, um, looks like, what is that, Always, Always. Um, and then Duel, I believe, is in this one, which that's pretty cool. And then what's the other one? They, oh, the Sugar Land Express. Yeah, I hope they release those as individuals. Yeah, because I would really like Duel, for sure. Um, but the other ones in here, Jurassic Park, Jaws, E.T., like those have already been out before. Um 
and I already own half of them, so that's part of what's uh, what's unfortunate. But uh, if you don't want that, you can always pick out the uh, Blu-ray release of Vanilla Sky coming out nice. this week. There you go. All of those Vanilla Cruise. Sky fans. You know, there's a, he was on The Nerdist, and his interview on The Nerdist is awesome. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he's really cool on The Nerdist. And he talks yeah. about how all he wants from everybody is their best. And, you know, and he's really funny on it. Yeah. He tells stories. It's great. You should really listen to his interview with uh, Kevin, uh, Chris Hardwick. Very cool. Very cool. Dracula Season 1 comes out this week, as well as Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein gets a Blu-ray release. Oh, I already have that on Blu-ray. It's a Do re-release. You? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, so it's so a this great one movie. Is a re-release? Have you seen it? Oh, okay, cool. Shut your brain. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, I've seen it. It's just been a really long time. So I should check it. I, I ought to just buy it. Should. Um, it's amazing. And sorry, I'm having to search this on my phone, so I want to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Except for I don't the see anything Bandam Five Pack. Yeah. Oh, but the Five Pack doesn't have Death Warrant, so I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Netflix. You can watch it there. Is it really? Yeah, that's where I watched it. <laughs> Fuck, I need to watch it. This, um, it's yeah, it's my favorite Van Damme movie. Did you hear my? Let me talk about it. Uh, I stopped because I didn't want to spoil movies, uh, but... Uh, yeah, you're in for a treat. Yeah. But yeah, this thing also has Street Fighter, which um, I already have. Um, there's funny, there's also like a Kiefer Sutherland action 24-pack, and it's only one of his movies. The rest are yeah. something else. There's a... I think this is a Shout Factory Blu-ray. I can't tell. I, I'm only basing that on the cover, but on my phone on Amazon, it's hard for me to figure out for sure. Uh, there's a movie called Jennifer with a pretty badass-looking cover of a woman in a nightgown holding a whole bunch of snakes. Um, Sweet. The poster looks pretty cool. So maybe check that out. I don't know. Makes Carrie look like an angel is the tagline. Oh, snap. Yeah. So Carrie was just misunderstood. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. <laughs> so you get Hard Target, The Quest, Street Fighter, Sudden Death, and Lionheart. I haven't seen The Quest or Lionheart. So. And Lionheart's not bad. But it is like a $60. It's 60 tag. bucks. Yeah. Fuck that. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Two Broke Girls, season three. Out this week. That's, out for, that's been on for three seasons? Yeah, right? Remember when you watched all this, the whole first season? Hey, I watched all but the last 30 minutes of the whole first season. <laughs> you were so close to making it to the end. That's stupid. For, for whatever reason, they thought, well, we can just drag all these jokes to death and make this an hour-long episode instead of a half-hour episode finale. Horrible idea. Very. Yep. I get it. He's Asian. That joke never gets funny. <laughs> No matter how many times you make it. It is it. at Breakfast at Tiffany's. No. No, it's the worst part of Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, my also, God. I have the pebble right here for you. Uh, oh, they're releasing a Frank Darabont collection and on Blu-ray, and one of them has the Majestic in it. Ooh. Starring Bruce Campbell for yeah. two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say real news, but um, if we don't have the internet and... I know. I have no idea. At, um, real news? What happened? Um... It's real news. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. said he'd do Iron Man four if Mel Gibson directed it. That's yeah, weird. yeah. Um, so Apocalypto four or Have they worked on stuff before? Uh, no, but what a lot of people don't know about. Well, they kind of, yeah they well they have. Yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson gave Robert Downey Jr. a chance. Oh, Air uh, America. <laughs> yeah. But he gave uh, Robert Downey Jr. a chance after Robert Downey Jr. had his huge, huge drug problem. And Mel Gibson financed The Singing Detective with right. uh, Robert Downey Jr. And Mel Gibson plays 
his psychiatrist in it, and I recommend if you want to see kind of a weird movie with both those guys in it, I would recommend that one because it's it's kind of like a noir kind of film. It's pretty good. The Singing Detective. So they're thinking about actually going through with the all female Ghostbusters. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they got all the people in line. It's a good idea. Yeah. I'm kind of with uh, Ernie Hudson. What, you sexist motherfucker? Not because of that, but <laughs> I agree with uh, why even bother calling it Ghostbusters. If Because it's not just going to be a uh, continuation of the series with women. It's going to be a reboot that's a little dark and scary. Mm-hmm. So mm. why not just make it its Are own you, thing? You call it Ghostbusters because you want people to go see a Ghostbusters movie. Well, yeah, it's like, it's like a it's the money. It's a brand recognition, but still, it's like I, I get where he's coming from. It's like, why yeah. are you yeah. taking uh, our thing and making it your thing? I mean, that's a, a thing that they've been doing forever, though. It's yeah, nothing new. Um, there is. It, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys have been reading these articles, but Sony has reached out to Marvel about including Spider-Man in their Avengers movies, which would be awesome. It makes sense. Those we can't do this dead. ourselves. We need your help. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well, like, we would love some cross-promotion here. Uh, hey, I, I love Amazing Spider-Man too. I really do. I yes. Do, but <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, it was funny. I was reading the article, and I even posted it on our, our Facebook page. But when you read uh, the producer, A.V. Arad, Arad, whatever, the, I, I, I hate him, so I don't care. <laughs> um, he has. He said... Why would I do that? Because Spider-Man is the king. He's, you know, he's the king, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he might be the king at Marvel, but he's not connecting with audiences like he should right now. So yeah. maybe you should say, okay, maybe he should just team up with the Avengers to take down, I don't know, Fin Fang Foom. It's a big uh, Fin Fang Foom's already been in the Avengers movies. Thank you very much. He's, <laughs> yeah, I guess he kind of was. Uh-huh. And there's a big dragon. Just saying. Yep. Yep, yep. Have them fight Galactus. Somebody decided that they wanted to make an Uncle Buck TV show, which, as a avid Uncle Buck fan, I think is a bad idea. <laughs> you don't think they can carry the legacy of a mediocre 80s comedy? Uh, a, fuck you. <laughs> and B, John Candy or get the fuck out. Like, I don't... A. No. All they need is a scene with him flipping a big pancake and I'm sold. No, no. No, <laughs> that movie is that movie is genuinely my favorite John Hughes is movie. Is it really your favorite John it's Hughes movie? It's my favorite John Hughes movie. Wow. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, mm, Uncle Buck one. is really great. And it's like, John Candy is really good in it. And the 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 message of that movie, I think, is... is particularly well handled okay i think that yeah i think that breakfast club is overwrought and um does not age very well but and you know trains planes and automobiles is really good but it's more funny than slapstick i think that's his funniest movie yeah oh for sure Uh, i haven't Um, seen uncle buck in years so i couldn't really give you an honest opinion about it i think it's great you know if Um, i see it on blu-ray and it's four dollars i'll pick it up Speaking of things that shouldn't exist, is that uh, somebody's kicking around the idea of making a Joe Dirt 2. I've seen Joe Dirt more times than I would like to uh, admit. It's pronounced Dirt-Tay. Dirt-Tay. Because uh, they used to show it on TV all the time, and for some fucking reason, <laughs> I think because I liked Brittany Daniel, I would just like turn it on and watch that movie, which is a horrible decision. It's all right. A lot of the news is just like, hey, they might make this movie again. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, here's that labyrinth. I w- did you read the uh, description of the teaser trailer for Jurassic World? No, no. There's a. I guess there's a, at the end. There's this great white shark hanging over like a water pin, and some huge dinosaur comes up and eats it. 
Oh, okay. I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you have a dinosaur eat a, ty- a great white shark, I think is a good move. They should everybody. just fight. Yes. Like the chain breaks off before the dinosaur tries to <laughs> grab it, sweet. and the shark gets in the water, and the dinosaur has to fight the shark oh, in the water. Dude. Yes. <laughs> Call sci fi. <Yeah. laughs> Tyrannic Rex versus Great White. <laughs> shark Rex. Shark Rex. Shark Rex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, dude, you fighting, could. Like, no, wait. A lightning bolt strikes the tank and it fuses them together. <laughs> it could be a great. It could be a Tyrannosaurus Rex that is half Tyrannosaurus, half Great White, yeah. and it can move in and out of the water. No, so it's the ultimate predator. But it's, <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's tail to tail. So it's a T Rex, but its tail is a shark. Yeah, that's so what like I'm it swings its tail and around. It has tiny little arms. Yeah, so it's like chasing people like a T Rex, like running through the city of, yeah. San, of San Francisco, and then like when it has people even are trying to teeth. Yeah, well, no, when it swings its tail around, its tail is the mouth of a shark, and it's tail is eating people <laughs> that's like from the that's, other end that's like sci-fi 1997 okay <laughs> but dude you could have the t-rex have a dorsal fin and have a shark oh, tail and oh, swim through the water this. yeah dude yeah. it's on with crayons sweet <laughs> or you could have a no so it's got copyright a, real nerds it's a it's a t-rex but instead of its baby its little baby arms it's got sharks for arms yes i'm, I'm gonna make like a big full, poster for this little sharks for arms <laughs> Shark Rex. You know, I I did forget a real this. nurse production. Yes, Shark Rex, <laughs> a real nurse production. Um, I forgot to mention too that our Twitter handle has changed. It's at oh. real nerds. Yeah, yeah. we had to record some new intros and outros. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no more. No, I'll just score. go. I'll just go into the audio just and I'll just the, I'll just score. shorten. Yeah, at just, real nerds. At real nerds. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do that now. I right like make it really obvious too. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, you got a comic book this week, James? Uh, you're the one who's been gone for six weeks. I figured you'd have Yeah, plenty. I'm sure I have one I can just pull out of my ass. Good. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Have you guys read Spider-Verse issue God two? damn it. Does that have Spider-Man in it? No. Oh, really? Tell me about it. Um, it has Spider-Woman, who happens to be Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman? Yeah. Oh. And I read today that they're going to turn it into an ongoing series, which actually makes me really excited. Uh, I saw the car- the custom uh, costume design for that, where she's in like yeah. the white hood. That's a really cool. You know, if you visit costume. our website, you know I already wrote a review for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyways, I uh, uh, so it's a really good issue. And what the Edge of Spider Verse is is Superior Spider Man is going through all these different realities and rounding up Spider Men and women to fight Morlin, who's a spider killer. Um, Morlin goes through different dimensions and kills all the Spider Men. Um, so. Because somebody's got to clean up that universe, man. Oh, my Um, God. But in one alternate universe, Gwen Stacy gets bitten instead of Peter Parker. And Peter Parker feels like a failure, so he turns into the lizard. um, And Gwen Stacy kills him. And so she's on the run from the police, which is her father, Captain George Stacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the issue, she's in a band called the Mary Janes. And it's it's a really fun issue. Um, It has a lot of the beats of Spider-Man still, where she's being hunted by the police. Um and she fights the rhino in it, and at the end, she takes off her mask to her dad because Captain George Stacy wants to kill um, Spider Girl, or not kill her, I guess lock her up. Yeah. And uh, when he when she reveals himself to her, he kind of freaks out. And it's a, it's a great story, and um, you won't be able to find it because it's sold out everywhere because uh, I don't think anyone knew how big it was going to be, so they under-ordered it. A second printing comes out in a couple weeks with a cool new cover. Um, so you should check it out. And I'll also pick one more. Um, Andrew, who I mentioned at Colorado Coins, Cars, and Comics, knows I'm a Batgirl fan now. 
And there's one comic of Batgirl that I've been looking for uh, since I kind of got on the Batgirl bandwagon, I don't know, a year ago, six year ago to six months ago, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and it's called The Batgirl Adventures, and it's written by Paul Dini, and it takes place in the animated series universe. And it's the second appearance of Harley Quinn in comics, so it's really, really hard to find. And I went into Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics last week, and Andrew said, hey, Ryan, I got something for you. And I said, oh, what is this? And he pulled out two copies of it. Oh, snap. Um, one was not as in good a shape, and the other one was near mint. I took the one that was not in good a shape because I didn't know if the story would be good. I should have known better. It's Paul Dini. Um, it's really fun. Harley tricks Batgirl into helping her save Poison Ivy, who has been captured by uh, this group of female supervillains. And they rescue her, and it's it's a really funny story, and it has a bunch of sexual innuendos about Harley and uh, Ivy, so you should check it out if you can find it. It's really hard to find. Um, I don't know if Andrew still has a near mint copy, but it's twenty bucks. It's hard to find. Cool. Um, and I completed my run of Spectacular Spider-Man, so twenty six years of comic book collecting, and they're sitting right here. I ordered those off my comic shop. For some reason, I couldn't find. Issues 16, 17, and 27. Uh, 27 is really hard to find because it's the first Frank Miller Daredevil, uh, in a, and it actually was in a Spider-Man uh, book. Uh, Mile High Comics had it for $100. Um, near Mint, that comic is like 20 bucks. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man. And then I went on my comic shop, and they only had CGC graded like 9.6, so that's like you know 150 bucks. Right. Um, so I just happened to search on Amazon. Some dude was selling it for $6. So I got it, and I'd say it's you know very fine. It's not the best condition, but it yeah. still looks pretty good. So, twenty six cool. years done with Spider Man. Very cool. spectacular wise. Now what are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna fill in my amazing holes. Kill himself. Yes. He's gonna fill in his amazing holes, <laughs> and it feels great, guys. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, I'm gonna kind of try to complete this amazing Spider Man run. Obviously, without a bunch of the early ones because I don't have six grand to drop on comics. But right. Um, but, you know, I already have, you know, issues. You can just buy them for so. your son. I could. <laughs> you know, this is for you, but kind of for me. <laughs> eat or uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3, you know, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm going to try to complete a Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man run where it's not like the super rare issues because they're too expensive. But I already have tons of Amazing Spider-Man, so it yeah. shouldn't take me too long. Yeah. So, yeah, comic book corner. Go visit Andrew at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Do it. He has lots of cool stuff. Hey guys, what the fuck have you been watching this week? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. That's the name of this segment now. What the fuck have you been watching? <laughs> the fuck are you is doing? Is going to record a new intro then? What is this <laughs> shit? I should, uh, I should grab him. I, I might... uh, what the fuck have you been watching? <laughs> wow, that was a great job. <laughs> I bet. And now he's going to listen to the show and never talk to us ever again. <laughs> Did I say Tearson or Joe? Joe no, Kemper. Joe. Yeah, oh, Kempner. I thought you said Jonathan Tiersten. I might have. <laughs> Whatever. Um, James, what did you watch this week? Uh, well, I was out of town most of the week, so I. Well, you don't get Amazon I, Prime in your hotel room. I do. Well, not not Prime, but I, on Netflix, I've been still watching a whole lot of the New Girl, and my review for that is what? the same as Wheat last week, which is that you like it. Uh, did it, you ever find it, figure out? Okay, so I can tell you the story and why the black guy changed. Oh no, I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> I decided to go totally racist with it. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, yeah, so my review of that show has not changed. That show is not smart, but I enjoy watching it for some reason. 
Um, we all have those. It's it's better than like like I don't when I say it's not smart, I mean like there's not much to the story, but you know some of the episodes are are funny in a smart way. But anyway, um, but the one thing I did get to do was I got to cross another movie off my list, um, which is one that it's a it's a cult classic that I remember seeing like on blockbuster shelves just because the the poster for it was really cool and I thought that it was like a hardcore kind of horror movie and something really scary that I shouldn't be allowed to watch. Um, and of course, over the years, I figured out like actually it was when uh, when South Park first paid homage to it and I was like. Oh shit! I guess I should see this because that seems a whole lot cooler than I thought it was. So this week I finally got a chance to see They Live, which I'd never seen before. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that movie's fucking awesome. It is awesome. So uh, if you if you've never seen They Live, They Live, I like to imagine that They Live is about a <laughs> pair of um, homeless guys who are having a shared mental breakdown and are suffering from delusions, and so they start to kill a bunch of innocent people that they think for, are from a different planet. But if you read it straight, it is about a planet full of people, or you know, the the Earth has been invaded by aliens uh, who are embedding um, uh, messages in all of the advertisements you, to make them um, like more docile. Did you get the Scream Factory version? I of it? did. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it's you really watch, cool? Yeah. Did you watch the thing with Carpenter? No, I haven't yet. Um, I got to spend some time on that Blu-ray because there's some fun. really cool stuff on there yeah. for sure. Um, it stars Roddy Roddy Piper and, <laughs> and Keith David. Um, it's the movie that made popular the I came here to do two things, kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum, mm -hmm. um, which I was talking to a friend, and apparently that was um, uh, ad-libbed. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so he he's this homeless guy who's just sort of walking the earth Rambo style, um, he's a construction worker. No, no. At the at first, he's homeless. He, yeah, like, no, he's like he one, goes yeah. from construction job to construction yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Sir. So he starts doing construction, <laughs> and he ends up finding these glasses. And if he puts on the glasses, he can see the truth. And you know, when he puts the weird, them on, like, zombie guys. Yeah, yeah. So some people are like these weird zombie aliens. Um, but then also, like all all the advertisement in the world is is these messages to just make human beings more docile. Um, and it's a really really smart movie. Uh, or at least the the premise is really smart. Mm -hmm. It's one that honestly, I think, if you got a really good director, you could probably remake today and make a much better movie. Like, yes, it's a cult classic, but there's a lot of stuff that's sort of weird and mm -hmm. cobbled together. Um, I think the ending is really, really clunky and not not as cool as it could have been. No, no, it's cool um, when he dies. Yeah, yeah. What's he say to um, him? I forget. Oh, I can't remember. It's great. Shoots, um, shoots a missile at there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With their helicopter or something. Um, and, like, okay, so the fight scene between uh, Keith David and Roddy Piper is absolutely one of the best just <laughs> melee brawls, yep. like, really well shot. You know, he, he goes just on sort of forever. goes on for fucking ever. And you're wondering, like, is this going to end soon? <laughs> right, exactly. Great. So that's the thing. Like, no music. The fight scene is amazing. It is also detrimental to the momentum of the film. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense necessarily. Nope. Like, that's, what, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, where the movie seems a little bit cobbled together. Mm -hmm. um, but, but an absolutely brilliant premise. Um, so totally worth checking out. 
Um, yeah, like the first 10 years of John Carpenter's career, he was really good. Oh, dude, uh, probably longer than that. Like up until mid-90s, everything he was doing was well, just... yeah, because I mean his big break was, you know, Halloween, which was 78. Right. Well, I guess you can include Assault on Precinct 13, which is okay. Yeah. Um, um, but he had Halloween yeah, and... The Thing. The and, Thing. Yeah, he clicked. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I actually, yeah. It wasn't until, like... In the, the Mouth of Madness, I think, was 94, and that's a great movie. It wasn't until, like... Is Ghost of Mars the first one that's just a complete piece of yeah, shit? Yeah, that's, like, 2001, though. Yeah. Vampires. Vampires. Actually, Vampires isn't bad. Oh, I don't have the internet, so I can't pull them up. Um, but, yeah, so... I yeah, people should see they live that <laughs> movie. Awesome. I would never great. think you would ever see that movie. Um well you understand why though, right? Yeah, oh like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You look at that poster and now I look at the poster and I'm like, this poster's fucking. Did you get awesome. the slip cover with Yo, it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's see, a really I'm, cool on my scream factories I keep the slip covers and then I reverse the uh the one underneath because oh, it's yeah. the original theatrical trailer uh poster. Yeah, that might be what I do. It's fun. Um Yeah, because it's a really cool uh it's a really cool poster, for sure. Um, and an awesome movie. Oh, and that's the other reason that I think that you could remake the movie and make something awesome, is that um, <clears throat> Roddy Piper's not very good in it. But nope. anyway... He's good at um, saying one-liners. Totally, totally, yeah. <laughs> um, so people should yeah, check that out. There's funny, sure. there's this... Oh, and the original Escape from uh, New York is great. Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good. The uh, there's a picture circling the internet right now just because you brought up Ghost of Mars. Yeah, and it's a Vin Diesel and Jason Statham. They co-star in the new Fast and Furious coming out, and Vin Diesel is wearing like six inch platforms to be as tall as uh, Jason Statham. It's really funny, <laughs> but he's wearing like boots. But on the boots, there's like, these huge heels on them, so he's <laughs> eye level with Jason Statham. Oh yeah, dude. No, so we're we're missing some great ones in here. Um, the Fog, Starman, Big Trouble in Little China. The fog is all right. Um, I I've never seen his version of The Fog, so yeah, have it on Screen Factory if you want to borrow it. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah, Ish. Assault on Precinct <laughs> Thirteen. Like he was making some great movies in there for a while. Corgo versus Godzilla, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, he came out through Roger Corman. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. Mm-hmm. And then I guess yeah, when you start getting into like. So In the Mouth of Madness is 1994. That's a good one. I've never seen Village of the Damned. Have you seen that one? That's all right. Yeah. I'd have to watch it again because it's been so long, and I might not have understood it when I was younger. Yeah. So then Escape from L.A. in 96. Mm, and that's then, okay. Yeah. And then Vampires in 98. That bad. And then Ghost of Mars in 2001. So it really is like Ghost of Mars, but it's also he's, he basically- So I guess he had a pretty good 15, 20 years. Right. And he basically just sort of stopped directing. He did, that, yeah. After Ghost of Mars, he doesn't do anything until 2005 for the Master of Horror series. And this then is interesting, did, Cigarette Burns. He did The Ward in 2010, which I have no idea about. You know, when you make the most successful independent movie of all time in the 70s, you probably have tons of money. So I skipped Body Bags. Yeah, he stars and directs that with Toby Hooper. Um, also, Scream Factory release. If you want to pick that. Up. Oh, see, that's the thing is that yeah, he went and just started acting in movies cause, or and and TV shows because you know he pops up in like Alias and cool shit yeah, like he's that. He's not good in body bags though. Oh really? Yeah, oh. he like plays basically the crypt keeper, and he's not very good. Never mind. But you can borrow it. I have it. The the actual. Oh no, I'm getting good. It's not. Uh, it's not John Carpenter who does that. It's um. Uh oh shit! Uh, Videodrome. Um, Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Cronenberg shows up in Alias. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. He's also in Jason Goes to uh, Jason X. First yeah. person Jason kills in it. Oh, yeah? That's cool. I <laughs> well, like the third person. 
That's cool. Um, anyway, Brad, Brad, what have you been watching? Before, um, before Ryan takes over the rest of the show. I uh, found out that there is a third season of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Hmm. Nothing? No, I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I, I've I heard know what it, it is. Yeah. I didn't know there was... Yeah, I always thought there was two seasons because the DVD releases were in 2007 and 2002. Yeah. Very far apart. Um, and this one was one of those MOD ones made on demand mm-hmm. off of Amazon. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God, I remember these sketches. That's what like was missing from the other sets. And, huh. Um, yeah, fun stuff. Fun they do that sketch on my comedy. Picker sets, huh? Like they leave off episodes. Yeah. Like I have the DVDs of American Pickers, and I'm like, wait, I've never seen this episode before. And this was like from episode one, but it's on season four on the DVDs. It's weird. Mm. Why would you buy the Blu-ray or the DVDs of American Pickers? Don't you have cable? I, I do. Just turn on the History Channel. I, I like to. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I like to just turn them on and like go to bed. Yeah, I hear that. Mm. Cool. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um. And then I also watched uh, the latest season on Netflix of Parks and Rec, which the oh. ending feels like it's the season finale. Is anyone else watching oh, the, that? The series finale, you mean? Series finale, yeah. Uh, no, I, I knew that they they thought they, it might be the last season, so that's why they did it. Oh, um, I don't watch it, though, but I, I mean, I read about it. So. Yeah, it's still funny. Ron Swanson's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I think that's it. So uh, I work in a new place, and it's in a mall, and it's horrible. But um, they have this, like, looping person talking. And it's talking about the uh, top five biggest badasses that were on HBO. And they brought up Ian McShane's character from Deadwood. And and he said, it's, it was only on for two seasons, but it lasted for three in our hearts. I was like, it was on for three seasons, you dumb... It's like yeah, a hipster. <laughs> it's like a hipster guy. Yeah, like, guys who right do, like, no Dick. prep. Like, you can... Click on IMDb. What does that even mean? It, it was like, on for two seasons, but, but it, it seemed three like three. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, no, it, it changed the loop already, so I don't really remember. But that one always irritated me. I said they're just trying to be cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they never watch an episode of Deadwood. It's like, who? Ian McShane. He's a pretty big badass. Yeah. So, who are the other four? Tony Soprano. Yeah. The mm. the dude from Boardwalk Empire, Steve Buscemi's character, and then two other people I don't remember. Um. Uh, yeah, because I've been gone for so long, I'll just uh, hit on some highlights. Uh, Rebecca is my second favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's yeah. a great one. Um, Frankenstein's Army is really gory and kind of cool, and then you're just like, eh, whatever. Um, it was yeah, fun, though. Yeah, right. Um, it's a different kind of movie, and it's it's a found footage with that. I don't know. It's an interesting found footage kind of movie. Um, yeah, I didn't mind it. Thanks for letting me borrow it for yeah. like a year. Um, <laughs> All right. Re- uh, Rebecca's your number two after what? Psycho. Cool. Psycho is still my favorite. I love yeah. uh, I love the way it's shot and the way it plays out. Yeah. But you know, watching Rebecca and um, I watched uh, Vertigo. <sighs> what else did you watch, Brad? Did I talk about? It? I did. Just, never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Hitchcock is so great with his camera. Yeah. Um, he he knows how to build suspense, and it's just really fun. Yeah. Um, I just lo- I just love her as a villain. Like yeah. Rebecca, to have a, I mean, somewhat spoilers for that movie, but to have <laughs> your movie to, seventy years old, to have your villain be a, a character who is actually dead when the movie starts, like is not in the movie, 
um, and to have her be so terrifying throughout mm-hmm. so much of the movie is really cool. It's a really interesting movie. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I, I watched uh, Parkland, which is oh yeah, the movie about um, basically the aftermath of Kennedy's yeah, assassination. Billy Bob what? Thornton. Yeah. And... Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah, um, I loved it. it. It's uh, yeah, I remember you talking about it, and it's one of those ones when I went to Tradesmart, I said, well, I have, uh, I forgot what movie I got. I said, well, I can get Parkland for a dollar, so I might as well get it. Um, and he was, uh, and it was, it was a fun movie. Uh, fun. I guess a great performance right. in the movies. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. it really, And it's one of those movies that kind of slipped under the radar. Totally. For something that seems so popular and so many great actors in it. Well, and it's it's kind of a series of anecdotes to some degree. Like yeah. it's not necessarily like a. I mean, there is a plot. It reminds me of a Soderbergh movie where yeah. it has lots of famous people and they're only in it for like ten minutes at a time. Right. Um, but I love like that the the scene when they're getting the coffin on the, the plane is really good, mm-hmm. um, and all the stuff with the doctors is great. Uh, I got the Scream Factory Halloween Deluxe set. <laughs> it took cool. me ten days to get through it. it. Has all the Halloween movies. It's pretty impressive because almost every Halloween is from a different studio so for them to lock it up is uh, kind of a pretty impressive feat uh if you like halloween movies i'd say definitely get it if you're not the biggest fan there is a cheaper 10 disc version that i think is like 60 bucks Mm -hmm. you can get that one um but the the one that i have actually has tv versions of almost all the movies wow um which is interesting The, the coolest one is actually the first halloween because that one added about 20 minutes to it because Back in the 70s, I guess Halloween was too scary to have on TV, and so they would cut out a lot of it, and it still needed to fill the two hours. So uh, Carpenter wrote and went back and shot scenes with uh, Donald Pleasance at the sanitarium with Michael Myers, and uh, they really don't fit the overall uh, tone of the movie. But, I mean, it's still fun to have them. Um, and the biggest draw in that, mo- uh, in that set is the infamous producer's cut of Halloween 6. Halloween 6 is one of the most maligned sequels because that's that's the porn one uh no it's like they yeah the thorn yeah the thorn like they introduced that maybe michael myers is being controlled by the druids with um, oh okay and it's a mark of the thorn uh and it's really really convoluted and it doesn't make any sense it's basically because in halloween five they introduced this man in black who had a thorn tattoo like michael myers and they said oh well we better explain it um in fact it was there's a making of it and it's really revealing because the original title for the movie was Halloween 666, the origin of Michael Myers, which is stupid. And then everybody hated the production that they changed it to the curse of Michael Myers because they thought the movie was a curse. Um, and I, I've always wanted to see this because I, you know, Halloween purists say, Oh, if you see the producers cut, it changes your mind about Halloween six. No, it doesn't. Mm. It's still clunky. Um, what they basically did is, uh, after they made that cut, they they went back and they reshot it and they added tons of gore, um, which is still kind of out of place for Halloween movies because besides the Rob Zombie ones, because they're really not really gory. Um, but so they went back and added tons of gore and then they added this end scene where Michael is chasing people through a hospital and um, he gets killed. In the producer's cut, instead of going to the hospital, they go to the place where Michael escaped and he's being controlled by stonehenge and things like that and it's really really stupid and i can't even i can't really explain it to you i I don't know i can't explain it to you because it doesn't make any sense to me um and i literally just watched it like four days ago um but huh 
I, I wasn't impressed with it. Uh, and I, I don't know why. Pe- I think it's one of those mythical things where people believe it's a lot better than it really is. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the movies I've always wanted to see because I'm a big slasher movie fan, uh, obviously, is a movie called The Prowler, which is made by Joseph Zito, who made uh, Friday the 13th Part 4, which is one of my favorite Friday the 13th. And it's a slasher movie that um, starts off at, during the 40s and then it kind of goes to the 80s. And it has effects by Tom Savini, who did Friday 4 and the first Friday the 13th. We've met him. Yeah, we have. Um, and the movie's actually for a slasher movie. is is pretty fun. Um, it's definitely up there with like cool slasher movies. I mean, there's cool deaths in it. It's pretty gory. Um, the, <laughs> the slasher at the end gets his head blown off like huge. It's great. Like, uh, and it's in that '80s cheese where just before he gets his head blown off, it does like that quick cut, and you can tell it's like a, a molded head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it just blows up into millions of pieces. Nice. Um, but there's something about that makeup effects that I freaking love. Uh, and the the movie's actually it's pretty suspenseful. It's pretty it's well made. Uh, the guy who did Friday Four, I, I I can see why he was picked to make Friday Thirteenth Part Four because he had a pretty good idea of how to shoot people uh, being murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's pretty bad though. It's the uncut version, the one I got, and there's this part at the beginning where he, he uses a pitchfork and he but he dresses up as like a GI from who's discharged from the war. But he has this pitchfork, and these two people at the beginning are, like, fondling each other. So the guy is on top of the girl. They're not naked. Don't worry, James. And they're not naked. And, uh, <laughs> that wasn't what my face was. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he sticks the pitchfork in him and on the top of the guy, and it starts going through him. And he's like, and blood goes all over him. And then he puts his foot on and jams it through, and it goes through both of them. It's pretty, like, gory and effective. And he kills this one girl in um, a swimming pool. And when she sinks down, you can see like air bubbles come through like the throat slit. So, Ooh. so it's pretty gruesome. Um, if you like gruesome movies and you know some boobs, um, it moves really fast. I think the movie's like eighty-two minutes, so it's like really quick. Wow. Um, it's like Men in Black short. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I really liked it. It's, I'm surprised it took me so long to see that movie. It's a it's a pretty good slasher movie. It even has like a six point four rating on IMDb, which is pretty high for that kind of movie. Um, so yeah, I should check it out. Um, and the last thing I watched, yeah, the last thing I watched uh, that I'll talk about is I rewatched Neighbors, which is a pretty funny movie. Um, the, yeah. the, the, the tone of it is so weird because um, it starts off as kind of just a zany comedy, but when they really start going at each other, it goes to really slapsticky. Um, as Zach Efron and uh, James, not James, uh, Dave, Franco. Dave Franco are pretty good in it. I always like Dave Franco. He's really good at playing a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from. Uh, what's the one that he was in with 21, 21 Jump Street yeah. where he's playing like Frisbee with himself as screensaver and uh, he looks like a fucking 40 year old <laughs> yeah uh, and this one where he talks about him and Zac Efron were rhyming and that's <laughs> he thought they were over him fucking his girlfriend and uh, yeah. <laughs> and when he's they're looking for the, the adults in their big going away party and Rose Burns' character throws like a bottle and he's like what's that and let's go investigate it's so stupid but <laughs> For some reason, it fits that movie. I don't know. The movie makes me laugh. It's a pretty funny movie. Yeah, it was um, good. So those are some highlights. I'm sure I saw something else, but I can't remember. I'm always like half awake now. Yeah. Um, I saw The Walking Dead season four. Yeah? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I did Finished that too. It. I yeah. watched that whole. I, I did a review on that one too. It's good. I talked about the first half last week. Did but I see okay, yeah. No, you said you. I fell off somewhere off. in yeah. the end. Yeah. Um. Holy shit. Yeah. That little girl. <laughs> yeah. That's a great episode. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of tuning out uh, with the little character episodes, but then that one brought me back, and then just the whole finale of. Um. Yeah. Did you read you my review? Up the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have you seen the Blu-ray? Because it's awesome. No, on the Netflix one they say like you screwed. They're screwing with the wrong yeah. people. On the Blu-ray they say you're fucking with the wrong people. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's and better. the Blu-ray too, it has extended scenes like that one with the little girl who gets killed. Like they actually show her getting shot and falling over. I'm like, whoa, wow, that's pretty like <laughs> wow. hardcore. Damn. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. The series new season starts Sunday. Yeah, I was worried because that whole flu and the jail jail cell thing, mm-hmm. and then all standing around like. Just reiterating the stakes. Like, oh, we got to go make a run. Oh, it's so dangerous. Duh. <laughs> like, we got it from, yeah. like, two seasons ago. Move on. And then, yeah, they moved on and freaking governor. Yeah. I yeah. Know. At I first like, I thought they were, like, going to humanize him. And they just totally reversed no, back no, to being no, the fucking shitty governor. Yep. No, he's, he's a horrible person in the comics. Yeah. He's, worse. he's the worst. Yeah. 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 I, I always love that the guy who plays... Rick and the governor are two English guys, and you can't tell they're <laughs> really good at. Yeah. Because Andrew Lincoln, when he talks in his normal voice, does not sound anything like Rick. No. Um, the governor, a little bit. Uh, it's David Morrissey. Sounds a little like himself, but. Yeah. They do a great job. That's kind of hoping he was going to turn, but they, they shot him in the head before. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We can all live here, all of us. <laughs> Love Rick. Um, and I love the the episode with Carl when he goes out on his own mm. and uh, you know thinks he can take on walkers and he gets in trouble a couple times but still manages. Carl, he cuts all those pigs. On the, yep, like, that's a pretty good effect. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Isn't it amazing what you they can show on TV now? Yep. And then you see stuff like Friday Thirteenth, which isn't even that bad, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> This was labeled as I think it's be, yeah I don't know yeah it's so fascinating now. Well, Walking Dead is treated as high art. Yeah, Friday Thirteenth is monumental filmmaking. Right, right. Uh, cool. That's it. So this week we went and saw The Judge, starring Robert Downey Jr. Brad, should people go see The Judge? Uh, yes, it is a good film. Nice. James, should people go see The Judge? Yeah. Um, it's a bit saccharine for my taste, but I think it was really good. Uh, yeah. it's uh, It seems like a movie that is made for Robert Downey Jr. Um, obviously, he picked it because he's the producer on it with his right. wife. Right. Um, but yeah, the movie's good. It's really well acted, uh, yeah. really well shot. Um, and here's the trailer for The Judge. The infamous Hank Palmer. The jaded lawyer with no respect for the law. Did that just happen? How does it feel? Knowing every person you represent is guilty. It's fine. Innocent people can't afford me. All right. Is there anything either counsel can add? My mom passed away this morning. Is this the first time your mother passed away, or is this something you do on all the cases you're about to lose? First time. So, Grandpa Palmer's dead, too? No, Grandpa Palmer's dead to me. It's like a figure of speech. Sounds complicated. I should go with you. Trust me, nobody wants to go to Carlinville, Indiana. Built these walls of stone. God. 
Here we go. We can barely stand the sight of each other. Henry. Judge. Hank, thanks for coming. I'm sure your mother would have appreciated it. Hank Palmer. Hank, Sheriff White. It's regarding your father. Biggest mistake of your career and you just happened to run him over? Forensics found traces of blood on your dad's car. I sat on the bench in that courtroom for 42 years. This was an accident, period. We need to establish a firm defense. There's no we here, Henry. I wish I liked you more. I can't stay. You're a lawyer. He is your father. You leave now, you will regret it. You're a shined-up wooden nickel, Mr. Palmer. I'm going to impale your client on a first-degree murder charge, and you get a front-row seat. My father's a lot of unpleasant things, and murder is not one of them. I have memories of us. Then I don't. Why? Was I tough on you? Yes. I did what I thought was right. My experience, Hank, sometimes you got to forgive in order to be forgiven. the judge robert downey jr plays a hotshot lawyer who is in chicago and he starts off that how his life is really great and then you find out that his life is actually falling apart um his wife is leaving him because uh she slept with somebody else um, but he has his little daughter and he has a strained relationship with his father because and then his mother dies so he has to go back to their hometown and there while he's there his father hits somebody on a bike and kills him and so he's kind of forced to defend his father um, and then all the insanity ensues with it. If he hadn't come back to visit his family for his mom's funeral, would his dad have gone out and hit that guy on that bike and been at the place at the right time? Mm. It's still Robert Downey Jr.'s fault. <laughs> it is. Um, what what makes us what I, what I really enjoyed about this movie is it had some great character moments. I mean, even at the beginning, like I said, with his wife, you know, he talks about how his wife has an ass of a high school volleyball player and then he comes home and um, they do this clever thing where he's kind of like the sound of her drowns out and he's ignoring her yeah. and he gets down and um, he just snaps and he says, you know, uh, you're unhappy and that's why you went and fucked that other guy. Like, Whoa. Yeah. It's a really quick character change for him. Um, yeah. You can do something for me. You can water the fucking hydrangeas. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> and pulls out. Uh, <laughs> that was great. It it just it just seems it's a movie where which is a really good line when you figure out that his mom died because she was watering the hydrangeas. Yeah, mm. like the guy uh, to my left, like leaned over, was like, "What did he say?" Like, uh, <laughs> like he said he's gonna water the hydrangeas. It's <laughs> like, good God, man! This old guy tried to sit next to my wife, and I told him the seat was taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Alamo, like yeah. Well, yeah, there was a ticket there. Was that for Randy? Uh, oh. um... I don't no. know. There's a ticket there, so I just said it was taken. Uh, oh, no, it was, for, it was for Brad, but he never showed up. Dick. Yep. You bought my ticket? Yeah, I, yeah, I bought tickets. I <laughs> thought I was going to buy tickets. Um, anyways, that's for another time, guys. Whatever. Uh, but no, it was, it was really fun seeing Robert Downey Jr. get back into a movie like that. He's been doing the big budget movies for so long. Yeah. Um, not that I, I enjoy him in those two, but... It's a role he can really kind of show your range. Show your range, and I mean he's he's a really good actor. Oh, I'm not yeah. just saying that because he's my favorite. There's uh, 
that scene, um, you know, it, 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 what, towards the beginning of the movie, he goes to a bar and the bartender is this cute little thing and he starts hitting on her and she does this thing with her hair and then after, uh, it cuts to a scene and he's making out with her in a phone booth and his long lost love is Vera Farmiga who it looks great. And I think she's so oh, beautiful. I love um, Vera Farmiga. And he finds out that she has a daughter and that daughter is the girl he was fooling around with and she does that thing with her hair again and his daughter comes out and sees him and his daughter's, I don't know what, six or seven. Mm-hmm. And when she was leaving, she does a thing with her hair and she says, best vacation ever, dad. Uh, the same thing that that bartender did and uh, the, the look on his face of realization is so great. It's <laughs> so good. Um, oh, man. I guess I should say, I forgot to say that he thought that that was his daughter because after he read uh, that Vera Farmiga was his girlfriend and she had the baby like nine months after he left. Yeah. And so he thought it was uh, his, his. It's really funny. And yeah, it's, a, just, it's a weird little subplot. It is. And it's a great little joke throughout um, like the last half of the movie. Um, yeah. It's funny because the movie is sort of like, it feels like if you took Rain Man and My Cousin Vinny and smashed them together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of, it's not as much courtroom drama as I thought it was going to be. It really is just a lot of scenes with, you know, a, a lot of dramatic scenes between between him and his family, um, which is great. Uh, it just, I don't know, there's something about, I think, the way that it's directed and the way that it's sort of put together that it feels very, I don't know, like a mid-90s family drama at times with some of the way that mm-hmm. it's shot. Um it's not it's not horrible it just um i feel like it loses some of its momentum and some of the power of some of the scenes just because of the way that it's put together um, but yeah i mean there's a goofy things like uh when him and his dad have his, their big falling out there's a tornado warning so it's like the weather outside is really bad and yeah um so there's some goofy things like that but um i, I look overlook that stuff if performances are really good oh no i'm not saying it's bad um, it's just that that was the one thing that sort of bugged me from time to yeah. time is that it's not it's uh david dobkin who i don't really like anyway. Wow, um, crashers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What else like, has like, he done? I don't even know. Shanghai Nights, mm. not Shanghai Noon, which is great, but Shanghai Nights and mm, that one's fun. Um, the Change Up. He's mostly done comedies. Hmm. Um, I mean, this is probably the best thing he's made. It's not bad. It just, like I said earlier, it just feels very. Well, it's probably one of those movies too. If the actors filmy. weren't as good, it probably would not be very good. Oh, totally. I mean, because if you don't have totally. Vincent D'Onofrio and um, but it, I was talking. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio, as far as I'm concerned, probably like stole every scene that he was in for me. Um, so really, so like he's got a tough character. You don't realize what's going on, but he's mm-hmm. got a really tough character. Um, and so as you learn more and more about him, uh, his performance became really great to me. Yeah, you know, even someone like Robert Duvall, where he kind of had to strip back being a movie star and had some you know embarrassing moments with what yeah. he was dealing with. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, it, I thought it was a really, really good movie. I had lots of fun watching it, but you're right. It has some of those kind of hokey moments in it. Um, but there's little things like, um, like, like the fact that Billy Bob Thornton, he's got that cup, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a Steven Spielberg ripoff moment, um, where he's got this, he, this cup that's supposed to be somewhat intimidating. And it's just a sort of silly, like, um, and as far as I'm concerned, ineffective little thing to throw in to try and, and portray who that character is. Um, 
little stuff like that just, just for me felt a little bit cheap for how how smart I think is a script this movie actually yeah has. I mean it is interesting towards the end um, spoilers that after uh, his father gets convicted it's almost like uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character feels bad about it yeah saying why did I do this you know why did I pursue it this way and yeah it was really fascinating um, towards the end and you know I, the one thing I did like is that Robert Downey Jr. did not win the case at the end. Um, it is kind of like to kill a mockingbird, you know. You yeah, don't really win it. Um, well, he sort of he half wins it. He does, um, but I mean, his father's still sentenced to four years in prison when he's going to die really soon because of yeah. his cancer. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, I, I had fun, and I I'm glad I you know saw it. I love me some Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it's good. Well, it's to good. Him do stuff. That's good. Brad, anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, it's just uh a good movie the first half hour i was kind of wondering where's this going and then um yeah it gets pretty good although a bit um cliched yeah you kind of you kind of know what's gonna how things are gonna turn out before you get there but it's acted so well you kind of let it go yeah and shot so well yeah yeah um this sure. dobkin guy he also directed um fred claus and mr woodcock <laughs> no, that's yep. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. yeah, that's how you got to know Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. And he produced um, Jack the Giant Slayer mm. and R.A.P.D. Oh, not so good. Not so good. Yep. Misfires. I bet uh, the judge makes more money than both those movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe combined. Probably. I mean, what did... R.I.P.D. only made like $20 million, right? Yeah, it did not do well. So the last shot of the movie is Robert Downey Jr. walking into the courtroom and looking at his father's chair and spinning mm-hmm. it around and seeing where it the spin ends, and it ends on an open seat for him to sit down in. Yeah. And again, the guy to my left was like, do, do you think he's going to take his dad's job? <laughs> did he really? I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you do not understand Man. art at all. Oh. <laughs> I do love that they left open, like... Uh, the Vera Farmiga's character so confident herself. She's like, "You can come by and fuck me later. You can get you can get some pie." And yeah, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. is like, "Yeah, my dad just died. High five and we go walk to the courtroom. Then we come back and fuck." That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, that was a funny gag when he uh, tries to break into the pie shop. Yeah. And breaks oh, that down. was great. Oh man, that was so good. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Did not see that coming. And then she, and then you find out that she owns the place. Uh, yeah, this is good. This is good. Cool. Next yep. week we're seeing what? I have no clue. I forget. There is a um, movie I want to see next week. I think. Oh it's not yeah, Birdman is it? Because I want to see that. Is that next week? Might be two weeks from now. Yeah, I don't think it's next week. Hold on, hold on. This thank is... you for listening, real nerds fans, and Always. thank you for staying with us. I'm glad to be back. I miss this place a lot. Um, Fury, Fury. Right. Oh, yep. or men, women, and children. Yeah, that's a movie I was thinking of when I told you. I said, Adam Sandler's in some drama with somebody you really like, and I couldn't remember. It's Jason Reitman. Uh-huh. So, but we can go see Fury. I know you guys would rather go see Fury. Oh. Sounds good. Cool. Until, until next week, this is Ryan from Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome back. Thanks. Saying you'll see us at the movies. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even. 
realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. <laughs> I gotta remember to cut all this out. That's what she said. <laughs>